This is the Truth Hurts Program. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It is Friday, Cinco de Mayo, the Mexican non-holiday, the beer sales holiday that usually is associated with drunken parties and lots of Mexican music in the United States. In Mexico, it's just another day. But Americans will find any reason to drink a beer and Bud Light sales are in the toilet, so they're hoping people will get drunk enough that if a bar runs out of Modelo Especial or Corona Extra or one of the other beers, they'll just say, okay, give me a Bud Light. The Anheuser-Busch distributors are giving away pallets of beer, cases and cases of free Bud Light to their distributors and saying, go out, make goodwill gestures out of this free beer. We have to overcome this 26 to 28 point decline last week. But the CEO makes no apologies. Instead, he must be a Democrat, he's making excuses. He's trying to make out the protesters against Bud Light as somehow being the bad guys, as being un-beer-like, of being race-baiting and LGBTQ-hating. I'm trying to find a word other than homophobic because I know Bubba in the big Dodge Ram truck who used to drink Bud Light and is now boycotting the brand. He's not afraid of homos. He's not afraid of becoming a homo. So he has no homophobia. See, homophobia would be the fear of queers or the fear of becoming queer. No, the American public have spoken with 26 or 28, I forget which it was, percent decline in beer sales in one week, where they were 21% lower the week before, where they were 15% lower the week before that, where they were 8 or 9% below the week before that. Now one month into the lie of Dylan Mulvaney's 365 days of pretending to be a girl in the hood, Bud Light sales are indeed suffering. Their CEO, though, had the nerve to say worldwide Anheuser-Busch total sales of all of their brands, their Michelobes and all of their other brands, are only down a little over 1%. In other words, we at Anheuser-Busch don't give a damn about your protest in America. It's all right. I hope the protest widens. I hope it continues. I hope it expands. I hope it inflates. I hope it continues. Hey, speaking of something expanding, Joe Biden is not going to attend the coronation ceremony of King Charles of England, our staunchest and longest ally because the White House is cutting back on Mr. Biden's schedule. He's too old, he's too feeble, he's too weak, he's too mentally incompetent. They've even given Camel Toe Harris a new title, a new task at which she will fail, like she's failed at all of her other tasks. Some ambassador for women she didn't turn out to be. 
Some ambassador for controlling illegal immigration at the southern border she didn't become. And now she's in charge of something that she's probably qualified for, artificial intelligence, because she has no real intelligence of her own. You heard me correctly, boys and girls. Camel Toe Harris has been appointed by the Biden administration to be in charge of the development and the monitoring of artificial intelligence in the United States. Well, if she attends to it in such a manner, with such vim, vigor, and stick-to-itiveness as she has failed at the southern border, then we know we're in no danger from Camel Toe Harris's participation in trying to control artificial intelligence. She doesn't have any real intelligence of her own. Anyway, back to King Charles's coronation. Some protester was going to erect a monument at the site where the celebration after the coronation was to occur. But I guess he didn't have enough time to erect a monument. So he took a lawnmower and he lowered the blade to almost dirt level on the lawn at this very posh location. And he carved into the lawn, into the sod, into the wonderful green turf, a giant penis and ball sack. The giant phallic symbol could be seen from aerial footage. And uh, I think it's just someone who rose to the occasion to show his disdain for the monarchy and the waste of billions of dollars a year of British money, keeping something alive that has zero political or authoritative power whatsoever. The king, the queen, the prince, the princess, the duke, the duchess, they have no power, they have no authority. They are figureheads from a previous long forgotten time, or at least they would have been long forgotten had the media not kept these people propped up, had the paparazzi not continued year after year after year to pretend that the royals are important. There are people who are as big of fans of the royals that were as big of fans of Elvis Presley or the pedophile Michael Jackson or the pedophile island visitor Cigar Bill Clinton. There are many, many people who fawn over any opportunity they can to wax extemporaneously, brag, boast about how they visited Buckingham Palace one time in their youth, and oh, what a wonderful and delightful experience it was. The giant penis carved into the soil is being dealt with now by the royals, by those in charge of the celebration. I'd love to see it now. There are, I, don't, I think there are rednecks in England. I think they're called cockneys. As the guys, you know, it sounds like they've got a little bit of a problem. Uh, I don't do the accents really well, so I apologize. The people who sound like the gutter snipes. Sir, may I have some more? Those people went out with a lawnmower or two. And they carved into the sod a giant human penis facsimile. I think it's hilarious. I think it's freaking awesome. 
The point is, someone broke through that massive layer of security. Because you know, there are massive layers of security at any event where the royal family is to be. Joe Biden doesn't think enough of the royal family to go as a representative of the United States of America. At least his team doesn't think he's up to it. Up to it, get it? Giant erect penis, never mind. So Joe Biden is not going. The security had to have been pretty lax and that should tell people something. Pay attention to the lack of security for these events, folks. If you can get in with a lawnmower and take the time to fashion a giant 40-foot-long penis on the lawn where the heads of state from multiple countries, but not the United States, are going to be gathering tomorrow, you must have deep-seated concerns about the safety and security at that facility for those world leaders. Now, how do you address a giant penis on the front lawn? Well, I guess you could bring a giant tarp and put it over the giant penis, you know, like a giant condom. That's one way of doing it. Or perhaps they could get some very artistic landscape designers to go out there and turn the giant penis perhaps into a giant daffodil or a rose using the penis itself as the stem for the flower, maybe expand upon the testicular sac and make it an upside-down flower. Or maybe they can just turn that penis into the nose of a giant carving in the lawn of King Charles. He does have a rather large proboscis, doesn't he? Giant penis on the lawn. That is what we have devolved to this Friday, Cinco de Mayo, on the Truth Hurts program. And no, I have not yet begun to drink. Isn't that great? Think about it, folks. The American people are celebrating by drinking Corona, Miller Lite, Corona, uh, Coors Light, Modelo Especial. They're staying away from the Budweiser and the Bud Light. And the CEO of Anheuser-Busch has zero respect for the protesters. And he's even changed his story. They're rewriting revisionist history now, claiming there was no partnership with Dylan Mulvaney. There was no advertising agreement with Dylan Mulvaney. We all saw it. We all saw every bit of it. CEO is now saying, all we did is send him one, a her, one can. I call bullshit on that. Cases of those beers were sent to celebrate Mulvaney's 365 days of pretending to be a girl. Here's what would take for me to start drinking Bud Light again. And and it's really simple. And I think all of you out there who are boycotting against Bud Light, those of you who think the entire thing is ridiculous, would be for the CEO of Anheuser-Busch to come and say, listen, we apologize for offending you, America. We apologize for calling you rednecks and frat party goers. We apologize for offending you. We have no current, follow me here, 
We have no current partnership with Mr. Mulvaney, Ms. Mulvaney, it Mulvaney. We apologize if you are offended. We meant no harm. And we are going to pledge from this day forward to do the one thing that we are actually in business to do. We are going to not involve ourselves in any political conflicts, arguments, discussions. We are not going to involve ourselves in any sexuality or gender-based arguments or discussions. We are not going to involve ourselves in any type of controversial material. And instead, we're simply going to brew our beer and sell it to consumers. Please accept my personal apology for offending you. Sincerely, CEO of Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, InBev. Now you know and I know that that will never ever happen. Because already, the moment the CEO of Anheuser-Busch came out and said, well, wait a minute now, we didn't actually have an advertising agreement or partnership with Mulvaney, the queer LGBTQIA plus alphabet crowd went nuts and started calling for their own boycott of Budweiser products. Because they felt offended and betrayed that Anheuser-Busch would abandon their little queer fairy tinkle, Dylan Mulvaney. And now they're offended. You see, Bud Light, you need to understand, if you're going to involve yourself in any side of any discussion, any side of any political viewpoint, any side of any religious argument, any side of anything that might upset one person, when you apologize, when you retract, when you backtrack, crawfish, backpedal, walk it back, whatever term you wish to use, you end up offending the other party. And now you've got everyone at the party pissed off and not drinking your beer. Do you understand? It's really that simple. Even back in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, when I saw Michael deciding to beat up on Curtis, I didn't take Michael's side. I did not take Curtis's side. That was a wise thing for me to do. I stayed out of it. I didn't even walk in and claim neutrality. I just stayed out of it. I kept to doing what I was there to do in kindergarten, learning to read and to write and to blend orange and red, excuse me, yellow and red to make orange and blue and yellow to make green, red and blue to make purple. That's what I was in kindergarten to do. I wasn't there to mediate fights or to pick sides. And by doing so, I kept myself out of trouble. The moment Bud Light decided to pander to the aberrant lifestyle, LGBTQIA+, I want to stand on a soapbox and announce to the world that I have a mental illness and think that I am somehow suddenly the opposite sex, they had to know that they were going to piss off their core consumers their main buyers, 
they're majority product purchasers. They did this because they were hoping to curry favor with a group of people who don't even like beer. They offended beer drinkers to try and bring over white wine spritzer drinkers and drinkers of things other than beer. I understand you want to grow your market. That's all well and good. Goody for you. But you don't grow your market by pissing off your current market. It's ridiculous. Have they not learned? Do they not teach this stuff in advertising and marketing classes in college? You don't even need a college degree to know that if you're dumb enough to piss off your core consumer, you're going to lose money. Did Bud Light suddenly think they were going to double or triple or quadruple their beer sales by bringing in a couple of fairy Twinkleberries who don't even like beer as a group in general? Did they think, honestly, we could double our sales if we keep the rednecks, the motorcycle gangs, the hard workers, the truck drivers, the lumberjacks, the guy that just got off of work from his nine to five, the lady who just got off from her job and just wants to have a beer with the girls? Did they think they were gonna keep those core beer drinking consumers by taking a less than 1% of the population and dragging them to the fray and celebrating a sick, twisted mental derangement? Is that what they thought? To Miss Heinerscheid, the former vice president of marketing at Bud Light, who came up with this wonderful plan, to her team, to the so-called anonymous junior marketing executive that supposedly did this, all the way to the CEO of InBev, Anheuser-Busch, the Budweiser group, the Bud Light subgroup, please do me a favor. Send your college degree back to whichever university, college, community college, after-school care program, daycare program, high school, kindergarten, preschool that you received your diploma from. You are an embarrassment to that university for doing something so boneheaded so stupid, so brainless, that if there were an award for stupidity, it would be called the Camel Toe Harris Award, you would be its very first recipient outside of Camel Toe herself. I would put the marketing team at Bud Light that came up with this stupid, woke propaganda campaign on the list of the dumbest people in America, and I'd even put them ahead of gropey Joe Biden. Look, Joe Biden is no idiot. He's not stupid. He's a learned, educated man. He's just mentally deficient now because of Alzheimer's, dementia, whatever other cognitive decline you might want to label it as. Joe Biden 
is no stupid man. He would not have survived 50 years at the top rungs of politics. Yes, he lied when he ran for president the first time and he got caught plagiarizing, so they kicked him out. Yes, he lied, he got caught plagiarizing and was accused of this scandal and that scandal during his second run for the presidency, so he bowed out. The third time, I don't care what you say, I'm not speaking against any particular voting machine companies or anything like that, there was massive, widespread election irregularities and outright fraud in the election that ended up putting gropey Joe Biden into the White House. I sincerely hope the American people, if there's a Biden versus Trump 2.0 this 2024 election season, I so hope that the American people will be wise enough, smart enough, intelligent enough, and have the ability to see what Biden has done to this country to not elect him again. There's a piece, and I can't play it because I'm doing the program from the front seat of the truck today. There's a program right now that I listened to earlier today on social media, and I don't know the guy's name who put it together, but it was a collage, a montage rather, of Joe Biden's latest pack of lies regarding the economy, the job picture, inflation, recession, high uh, interest rates, and other failings of the Biden administration. He actually stood there with his teleprompter, his cue cards, and a person speaking into his ear, and tried to tell people that inflation was rampant and out of control when he took office, and that he's done nothing but bring it down since then. That's an outright lie. Inflation, the country was running around 1% to 2% annual growth, which is what is considered healthy, proper, adequate, and superb growth when Joe Biden took office. He tried to say in his rambling speech of lies that he has brought manufacturing new jobs to the country, when in fact he has not even brought back the country's level of manufacturing jobs to the point that it was at its lowest under his presidency. The commentator stops him every time he says a lie and then puts up on the screen the actual factual data that proves that Joe Biden was indeed lying. It was a very well put together piece. I'll try and locate it again and maybe post a link to it um, here on the Truth Hurts program. My friends, The time has come for you to begin deciding what it is you're going to do in the next election. I know it's only 2023, but I want you to think about it. We are already in May of 2023. June, July, August, September, October, November, let's say six months from now, the official, official campaign season will be in full swing. Is it going to be Trump versus DeSantis? for the Republican nomination. We all know that the Democratic Party is standing behind gropey Joe Biden 100%. Will another Democratic candidate emerge that can actually rival Mr. Biden? 
It all depends on how the mainstream leftist, progressive, liberal, woke news media continues to shield Mr. Biden for all of his illegal, immoral, unethical, illicit criminal activities and that of his crime family, his lovely wife, Dr. Jill, his cocaine-addled son, Hunter, his brother, Jim, all of his other relatives, including the late Bo Biden's wife, who Hunter Biden was shacking up and sleeping with shortly after the death of Bo Biden. What a sick, twisted, Jerry Springer show type family the Bidens actually are. They're actually more redneck than the Clinton crime family. We don't still know a whole hell of a lot about Michael and Barack, I'm sorry, Michelle and Barack Obama's families. They've managed to seal all of that personal information away. Isn't that amazing how they can just seal everything? We can't get access to it, but yet they want to know if the CIA, the FBI, the Secret Service has a tissue that Donald Trump may have blown a booger on 10 years ago in a hotel room. Speaking of Donald Trump, did you see the old lady, the blind, cane-riddled old lady who's claiming that Donald Trump raped her in a closet at a hotel 30, 40 years ago? Is there not a statute of limitations on these types of things? We all know there are. We all know they can't possibly prosecute him, even if he came out tomorrow and says, yeah, I did that, which he didn't. But even if he did say, yeah, I did it. I didn't rape her, but I touched her boobies. Even if he said that tomorrow, it's not something he can be prosecuted for today. The statute of limitations has long since passed. So why does the media bring it up? Why are they now trying to divert your attention away from the failings of Biden, the failings of Harris, the failings of the Democratic political party? They're doing it because they don't want you to see the failings. They want to make you believe that Donald Trump went out last night into a hotel and raped an 80-something-year-old woman. That's what they want you to believe. It's ridiculous. It's silly. But the stupider half of America will sit around the water cooler, the coffee maker, the lunch break room table, and they will say, See, I told you Donald Trump was a bad guy. He raped an 81-year-old woman. Well, she wasn't 81 when this alleged event happened. And why wait 35, 40, 50 years to come forward with this? I'm 95% sure it's a lie. The other 5% of me is certain that this was a plant. Something made up, manufactured, designed to divert your attention away from all of Joe Biden and Camel Toe Harris's failings. I have almost 100% certainty on that. Hunter Biden is in the news again, but really he's not. He should be. More and more information coming out of his laptop that he admitted was his laptop. He came forward to, yep, that was mine. My laptop. Now they're trying on multiple different avenues to say, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it really wasn't his laptop. Maybe it's, I don't know. Might, might not have been. The cat's out of the bag. The laptop was Hunter's. 
the hookers, the blow, all of the conversations and all of the files and the pictures and the videos. They're there. They're real. And the media will do their very best to continue to try and cover that up and keep it from you, from me, and certainly try to keep it out of the headlines as election time approaches. Oh, but they'll focus on Donald Trump, by golly. Donald Trump spilled a small amount of Dr. Pepper on his lapel the other day, and they Every news media outlet out there. Is Donald Trump slipping? Is his age finally catching up with him? Donald Trump unable to hold a glass of Dr. Pepper. Listen, when Donald Trump walks into a room, people take notice. And not in a bad way. When Joe Biden walks into a room, we all look and stare and laugh. Especially in the press briefings. And we say, look, he doesn't know how to walk off the stage. No, no, no. Left is that way, Mr. Biden. Left is... Follow the Secret Service guy. Follow the lady in the bunny costume. Follow the five-year-old child. It's time to wake up, people. Time to realize this country's not headed in the right direction. As long as Joe Biden, Camel Toe Harris, Chuck Schumer, and the rest of the Democratic Party is in power. Folks, I've run out of time for this Cinco de Mayo issue. Please do not drink and drive. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you are offended, but I retract nothing. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audio Nautics. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts program network. All rights reserved.